is Jeans and a Nice Top, a crash course in modern dating with Ash and Mel. Hi, Ash. Hey, Mel. <laughs> How are you? You look. I'm really Ash is good. in bed, so she's in bed. I am in so bed. I am in. I am in the uh, the. The bed studio. It's, a, it's, a, it's peak professionalism over here. Peak, well, I mean, I'm Arthur professional. Austin. Castle I'm Austin. working nine till five. Like, I got to be professional all day. <laughs> and then I take the pants off. I put three pillows behind my head and I record this podcast. I know. I wish that I could record in bed, but I feel like I always look like a thumb and you don't. You have a nice little shaped head and mine is just like if you lower the camera below my nose, I look like a large thumb with eyebrows. Really big eyebrows today because I dyed them yesterday and I Ooh. just, I never nail it. What did I you never use? nail it. Do you use Reflectosil? Is that how what? I say it? Reflectosil? No. I just use What's like use? whatever, something from Thousand Hour. House. Yeah, like thousand I don't know, hour. probably Thousand Hour, but which is fine. Like they're all to me the same. I'm not going to lie, but it's more that I never nail the color or the amount of time to leave it on and I just feel every time like I take it off and I look like I have two caterpillars on my face and I hate it. They are quite dark. They're but so they, dark, Ash. They fade. <laughs> I mean, I do mine. My old housemate Maddie used to do hers like weekly and Mitch, what? her boyfriend, used to do her eyelashes for her. Oh, and he would have to like move her around to go to the bathroom to wash it off because she couldn't see. But That's chaos. I feel like if you just do them Maybe like I do mine once every two to three weeks, yeah. not every week. I, because I used to go and get mine shaped, and then when I got them tattooed, I felt like oh, they don't really need shaping. Like they can't almost, they almost can't be shaped because if you shaped them, they might like reveal some of the weird tattoo lines. Mm. Um, and then anyway, I don't know why we've suddenly become a beauty okay. podcast. It's, yeah, it's not me. even of interest to any. No <laughs> one is coming here to hear about our eyebrows. You're Literally not no coming one. here. No, but we're coming here to hear about. Your dating life, my dating life. Everyone's dating Mel. life. Oh, yes, I have some news, everybody. I, ah, she has <laughs> it's, news. It's like high school. <laughs> I've got a boyfriend. Mel has a boyfriend. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's been spoken about on this podcast. <laughs> also, I've cleared it with him. We can give him a real name. We'll Obviously, a first a name. name. He We're gets not- his name. <laughs> Um, so his name is Tom and the hilarious part is none of us expected this, but the 25 year old that I went on a date with is now my boyfriend. So that's where that went to. And I think the moral of this story, Ash, is to always lower your age below what you think is acceptable on Hinge to try and catch American celebrities, what, Irish celebrities? He's Irish, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, you, you were trying to find Paul Mezcal yeah. and then she found a strapping, broad-shouldered <laughs> man that lives two blocks from her <laughs> and who, like, has all similar interests, like drinking beer and <laughs> watching sh- terrible TV shows. Such bad TV shows. Yeah. I've literally, after we left you at, so we went out, we go out with Ash and Clutch a lot. Which is, again, just, I just find it very funny that we've gone from being, like, the most single women constantly to, like, constantly on double dates. Anyway, um, we, after we left you, like, you, Ash and Clatch left after a few hours. Pub. And then we yeah, left we about an hour after that. And then we went to another pub? Like, why did we go to another pub? And even when we got there and we got beers, we're like, why are we drinking still? Like, we didn't no, – nothing about this was necessary. And then we're walking home and I was singing Flame Trees 
by Cold Chisel because Tom it's a didn't great know it. Song. Didn't what? know it's it. A, I know. It's a, it's a great song about the hometown that is Grafton, where I was born. Yes, about mm. Grafton and its poinciana trees. Poinciana. Yeah, anyway, well, the red the red trees. The, yeah, the I just remember there was heaps of them out, if anyone's familiar with Grafton, out the back of uh, Southgate. That <laughs> is where the flame trees are. That's a very niche suburb that <laughs> no one on like any podcast you listen to this week is going to talk about Southgate Grafton. <laughs> I can guarantee that. Um, anyway, and then so I was singing it and he was embarrassed. But, you know, that's how you know that they're locked in because they don't dump you after you start singing flame trees at strangers in their street really Oh, loudly. you've been dumped for way less. <laughs> I have. I really have. So... <laughs> <laughs> looking up, guys. It's looking up. <laughs> Things are on the up for old Mel Mason. <laughs> but, um, yes, it was, uh, I mean, I guess it was kind of like a slow burn, I yeah. suppose. But anyway, yeah. t- super weird. Didn't think I'd be here. Here we are. Um, turns out 10-year age gaps don't really matter heaps um, when you act like a five-year-old like I do. So, yeah. um, And he's quite mature, I would say. He's very mature. He'd... And, like, I'm, yeah. I am also insanely immature, so I think it really balances out. But, yes, can recommend. Everyone, off you go, lower your ages. Go and snap up all <laughs> Yeah, go snap a, a up all the Mezcal, in the West. Um, but yeah, so he's, he also is desperate to come on the, the podcast. The podcast. We, I mean, well. it was funny when we brought Clutch on, he was, he was quite a, uh, a fan favorite. A he real... was, he was a, he was a very good host. Like if you yes. were sick, if you were deeply unwell, I would say, can you please get, get out of your sick bed and go and take Clutch your, your microphone and I'll just do an episode with him. Because he was a good host. <laughs> he would do it. He has got some great dating yarns and some good advice. Mm. But, yes, we will we will slowly introduce Tom to this podcast. Uh, mm. And if we never speak about him again, it's because. <laughs> no, I'll tell you guys if we split up. <laughs> no, no. I mean, if we never speak about him again, it's because one of us has overcrossed the line and told a story. Oh, yeah, he's, he's kicked our bums. I thought you meant so... if he dumps me and I'm like. No. I talk more about no. the guys that dump me than the ones that. No, 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 no. We're just being mindful that uh, everyone we speak about on this podcast has given their consent to tell their stories. They sure have. Um, Mm -hmm. Speaking of stories connected to Tom, here is a choice one that everybody will love. Um, So basically I went to – so I guess we're at that point where – like, you know, when you cross into actually being together and then you start going and, like, you're specifically going to things to meet important people in their life that, you know, you haven't met yet. Mm. So I went to this party and, like, I didn't really want to go because I had just gotten <laughs> cheek filler and <laughs> my face was so sore. But I, I'd left my friend's party that I stayed at for a while and then I was like, I'm going home. And then in the car, Tom's like, no, come here. Like, I want you to meet my cousin, blah, blah. So I, I go to this party and you, when you walk in already and you're like, I'm on level like two out of 10 for zesty drunkness and everyone else here is on like a solid six or seven. Like they're really having a great time. You can't catch up. And you can't catch up and you don't want to catch up. And like, I wasn't going to catch up, but I was already, I suppose, like a little bit awkward just because, you know, like I didn't have the like Dutch courage energy there. And mm. then I saw this dog. And I was like, that dog looks familiar. 
And then I didn't, I was sort of thinking about it in the back of my head. And I, I think I feel like I had connected the dots because I'm very good at faces, including dog faces, apparently. <laughs> I, I'm rolling I my eyes. Melly's like, I have, I have met that dog. <laughs> I met that dog. That fucking dog. And so I was like, I knew in the back of my head, I think I had connected the dots, but in real life, I hadn't yet. And then, so we're just hanging out, whatever. And I was like, to Tom, like, who are all these people? Like, run me through how everyone knows everyone. And then the dog came over to, to us and he goes, oh, and that's, um, I won't say the name because I don't want to, like, reveal anyone else's identities. But, like, say that's, like, Fido. And Terrible. I was like, is Fido's owner, this is also a fake name, by the way, uh, Margaret? And then he's like. And then because, like, Tom had had, like, five beers at this point. And so he – and he has the loudest fucking voice. So he's like, Margaret. And I was like, no. Because <laughs> I hadn't and explained any connection to-, to Margaret. He just thought I'd had a friend there and was like, oh, yay, Mel knows someone. And Margaret comes someone. over. Margaret is my ex-boyfriend's sister. Aww. And, like, what is, like – this area that that would even happen. Anyway, it turns out that she used to live in the house um, and didn't anymore. But then we had to have this really awkward conversation and it was fine. Like it was kind of almost nice to like be like, oh, how's insert X's name here. And then hear that he was doing really well. And then it's like kind of like a nice little tied up in a bow situation. But then it's also Mm -hmm. like, I just in so many ways did not need to talk to a person I've met like two times in relation to someone I used to date, like the absolute pinnacle of people you don't really want to interact with, especially when you're like at a party because you're supposed to be meeting like your boyfriend's friends and you're like, cool. Hey, this is my now boyfriend. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it just makes you look like you just run through all May. Like anyway, know, even, even though, though he ages. was like, he <laughs> was like, like years ago, years ago. And yeah, that's right. Actually, fun fact, Kate, Mel's sister and I yes. both saw him in like one week with his new missus and yes. both of us were kind of weird to tell Mel this information. <laughs> I know. It's just like why? Like I just I just find Sydney so tiny sometimes. Incestuous. And we've weird all dated. And like everyone's just everywhere and connected. But anyway, um bizarre but bizarre amusing. And I feel like everyone would appreciate that, especially since we've been talking a lot in the group about like exes moving on and stuff and because I was really oh, shit yeah. because it turns out that he moved on like a few months after we split and I um broke up with him and I found it really hard and so I was like actually single for like probably nine months like before I even dated again and I'm like and then you find out that they've just like met a new gal and they're so in love and they're so happy and you're like what am i chopped liver like honestly and now they're living in france together yeah they're off in europe somewhere probably living it up that's what you would well they wouldn't be living it up if they're in europe actually i wouldn't wish that on anyone at the moment the eating <laughs> baguettes inside be a lot of indoor eating of baguettes yes. yeah yeah um right. anyway that was a lot about me what about you ash what else has been happening Uh, Well, I have uh, just almost finished my favourite comedian's, well, maybe I think it's like a fourth book, Judith Lucy. Mm -hmm. Her book is called Turns Out I'm Fine. She is just the absolute pinnacle of funny, just dry as hell women to me. I love Mm. reading her stuff. I love listening to her on podcasts. And it's just turns out that funny women finish last, don't they? (laughs) 
<laughs> Truly, if you are a yeah. funny woman who loves a drink and can keep up with the boys and you're quick-witted and you make your own money and you love the occasional Siggy, you're destined to be alone. Oh, and my God, Ash, that is so bleak. I know. That was, <laughs> that's basically like a synopsis of her book. Um, that's literally but, also us, so that's really uncomfortable. Yeah, I know. I know. I was just like, wow. I mean, this is really painting a picture of me being a single mum in Mount Isa, but which I always believe. I mean, that's be your dream. One, I don't even know. If, like, why are you complaining about that fantasy? That's, that's my dream and or destiny. But it was actually just a real eye-opener about how funny women, men traditionally like straight men don't like funny women. Mm. And There's a weird was, thing like that, hey. Yeah. Yeah, that they feel really threatened by, a, you know, a funny outspoken woman. And I know you've spoken about this mm. at length in stories and op-eds about how, um, you know, you've been told to be quiet, you're too much, you're too loud, you're too this, mm. no, you're a big personality and shut the fuck up. And you yeah. kind of like, really? Until you find someone, I guess, and you find your people, whether that's platonically, romantically, that are happy to like, and that relish your your big personality. But, yeah, it's a great book if you are feeling like a little bit, I don't know, just like your life's gone to shit and it can't sort itself out. Well, Judith's life sorted itself out. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing, like, I don't know, like it's so uncomfortable, isn't it, because I feel like there's this sort of like, it's like this status quo of like how to be and then I feel like, it's almost like a bell curve or something, you know, like remember bell curves from when you're in school and it's like there's like yes. the middle bit that's like most people. And then if you're on either end of that, like if you're more of an introvert and like quiet and like reserved and don't really like being around like, you know, mm-hmm. heaps of people, then you feel a bit on the outer and you feel a bit, you know, never picked. And then on the flip side, if you're on the other end, like I feel like we are where you're like kind of a bit loud and once you have a couple of shampers, you're screeching and, you know, yeah, big, whatever. Big personality. Then you feel like you're always picked last two and then – but it, it's weird because, I mean, there's other people – there are people that love that and I think that it's just kind of sad when we, like, shit on ourselves, I guess, you know. But, totally. I know, like, when I'm – but I feel like you do it – you do it when you have a, a shit run, like when you've gone on a few – different dates and it doesn't work out or like you lose some friends or whatever or you have a falling out and mm-hmm. that's when you like decide it's about you and you're the problem and your shit and I think sometimes it's good to be like a bit introspective and go hang on oh yeah like did I fuck this up have I like become a bit of a gross person am I being too gossipy am I too mm. self-absorbed like check in but at the same time usually it's just like they weren't your people but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you're not cool and fun and interesting and that people will love you as well, you know? 100%. And, hey, Judith has her money to keep her warm at night. Mm. And and that is is the real goal. Yeah, that is the real goal. Fill your mattress, fill your doona with $100 bills and then who has the most friends and lovers. It's still not you, but you're warm at night. No. (laughs) (laughs) Until you find a man who... Steals all of your money. What? Yes, that's what happened. Her boyfriend stole, cleared out her bank accounts after like being together for years. Why would I want to read this book? Because she's so dry and funny. It's just like, hi, my life is an absolute bin, but 
Here's what I learned and I'm on the up. I just love that energy. You can't keep a good You love the energy down. of reading about someone's partner stealing all their money. I love it. Well, you do love are, this type of book though. I mean, I do love this kind of sort of biography energy, but yes, it's funny because she does refer to herself as a sad clown, but <laughs> today we are talking yes. about not sad clowns or Judith no. Lucy. We're talking about first date nerves. So, I mean, everyone gets nervous whether you're you know, confident person in the world or not so confident. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I feel like first dates are quite literally the most terrifying experience. I think they're worse than job interviews sometimes, mm-hmm. depending on how long you've been out of the game, how much you like the person already, or how much you're like unsure about what you're walking into, you know, like there's so many factors, but I've been on so many first dates where I'm honestly shaking before I get there. Like, and yeah. then I sit down and my leg is uncontrollably shaking and I have to like hold it down. And, like, yeah, like hold it down. Um, I have so many thoughts on this, but you start, Ash, because you told me that you have notes. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've, I've been thinking about this a lot today. I mean, I guess the biggest thing to remember when you're nervous is realize everybody is nervous yes. going into yes. a first date. Like, no matter how nervous you are sitting in the Uber on the way there, the other person sitting in their Uber on the way there nervous too. Like, everybody feels vulnerable meeting someone yep. new or going somewhere new. It's always going to be a nerve-wracking experience. So that is the main thing to take into it when you are feeling those nerves on the way. Yeah, totally. And I think we forget that. Like we think, oh, they're like, you know, super, like I don't know why we decide that they're really confident and we're the ones that are nervous and we're going to embarrass ourselves. Be- yeah. and, and don't you then feel like you don't notice their fuck-ups that much? Like if anything, no. it's endearing. Like I've gone on dates where the guys really like blabbers on or like makes really bad jokes like I went on this date once with this guy who ended up being really funny but the first date was just an ocean of like awkward bad stand-up comedy and you're like oh <laughs> you're like, what is that joke and then it never landed and you were just like I would just be like awkward silence but it was just kind of cute because I was like oh yeah he's just nervous like it's not it's a know, bit bumbling Hugh Grant idiot energy like yeah and cute nervous I don't know. well it's like we want realness right like we we vibe off other people being real so if you went on a date and the person was like heaps smooth that's probably more off-putting than if the person reveals that they're like you know a little bit flawed a little bit nervous and stressed or whatever you know totally and there's nothing worse than watching someone who's obviously nervous covering that up with this aloof attitude Mm. this like i don't care attitude it's like dude, just be nervous. It would be yeah. way more endearing and, like, I'd find it easier to connect with you. But yes. I think if, you, if you're the one that is nervous, you know, make sure that you are planning the date somewhere that you're familiar with, somewhere where yeah. you feel safe, comfortable, you know the way there, you know the way home. Like, pick somewhere on your turf so you at yeah. least, no, this is the wrong phrase, but not that you have the upper hand but that you are minimising your nerves as much as possible. No, I totally get that. Like, I think I've, we've, and we've, I think we've spoken about this before that we both had we like first date haunts where we would take yeah. people and it was just like a comfort area. Like, it was like a bar that, you know, we'd been to before or a pub. And so you knew like where you were going to sit and like what the menu looked like and stuff. Do and you then, go like, up and order a drink? Yeah. And sometimes I don't mind like, like, because on the flip side, we've talked a lot about picking 
first date spots that are things you just wanted to do. Um, yeah. But that will be more nerve-wracking. And I've had that, like, going on a first date. Like, I went on one where it was, like, a bar that I really wanted to go to, but then it was, like, table service and it was really uncomfortable. Oh, oh. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. Awkward. So I do think, I agree, I think picking a spot that feels comfortable to you, especially if you get nervous, is going to eliminate, like, a whole bunch of nervous energy. Um, my advice is stupid. Are you ready for it? Hit us. Okay, so my advice, my most nerve-wracking thing is getting there first and having to wait because I like to be able to walk in and they're already there because then I feel like I've got that upper hand. I know we keep saying upper hand, but it's not like upper hand. We don't mean that. A foundation or something like you've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're kind of like coming in with confidence because you can you spot them first. I don't know. It's the dumbest thing, but I think people out there would be agreeing with me right now. It's like just feeling like I can control the situation or something a bit more. I don't know what I don't know what it well, is, but I just want to do it. I think what it would I think what it would be, Mel, is that mm. you are negating a little bit of that vulnerability because they're already there. They're waiting mm-hmm. for you. You're yes. not sitting there waiting for them on your phone wondering what if they don't come, oh, they're late, are other mm. diners or people in the pub thinking I'm a loser. People can tell I'm waiting for a date. I feel this, me, me, me. So when you swan in, it takes away all that vulnerability because they're there yeah. waiting for you. You've got a captive audience. You've got to sit down, ready. I think that's it. And then you can kind of like get your head, like you can see them first. So you yep. can kind of like process what they look like in real life versus pictures because everyone looks a little bit different. And yeah, I don't know. So I feel like that's my favorite thing. So this is my advice is to mm. go so you're on time because I think it's really rude to turn up heaps late. Big time. Um, so I think like try and get there on time. But if you get there and you message and you're like, oh, like f- I'm five minutes away and then they're like, oh, I'm 15, go loiter in some weird side street. This is my hot tip. Don't go all the way to the pub or the bar or the restaurant. Get mm-hmm. Turn off a block away and just hang out on someone's front porch. It's creepy and someone's going to walk past and be like, what the fuck is that person just sitting on like my front? My like, stoop. <laughs> my stoop just hanging out. I've stood in the back of a bar, you know, Darlow Bar. People that aren't in Sydney aren't going to know what I'm talking about, but there's a bar. Yeah, it's like a pub. I know it. It's basically a pub and it's in um, Darlinghurst. And because of the way Darlinghurst is designed it's got like this little back alleyway and I remember once this is so so many years ago I went to go on a date there and I was so nervous and I hid in that alleyway and then I texted jokingly saying just hiding in an alleyway this is this is male energy on a date it's just absolutely talking the most shit stuff that no one should ever say I'm like just hiding in an alleyway let me know when you're here and the guy found me in the alleyway and so I was just standing in the alleyway and he just like walked past and then did a back like backstepped like a comedy movie and was like, hi. <laughs> I'm like, what's up? Just hanging out here with the trash bags and old See, I would I would say for that, go on a date with yourself first. So before the date, go on a you date. So before a date, I often just I just often find like because I love to be early, like I am punctual yeah. to a fault. So I'm always like 20 minutes early everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. So I just find a bar nearby, go, oh, have a coffee, like a have a wine. Date. No, 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 not a practice date. Just go sit, have a wine or something. So then I also feel more comfortable sitting in a venue alone mm. on my phone with my book, having a drink, having a coffee. Like 
I just am not rushing into it with all this energy. Like I've expended a bit of that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, mm. this is like a tote. I go in with so much energy. Hot. I'm yeah. So like alarmingly turbo. hot turbo mel when I go. Because that's how I deal with nerves. Like I think it's like a two different yeah. types of people, which is good because we're both different people. That being said, yes, take a book. Take a book or like your earphones or something so that you can entertain yourself if you get weird about sitting alone somewhere. Because then you, like you said, Ash, like you can go to a different bar and you've yeah. got something to occupy yourself with so you're not like feeling awkward there. Um, yeah. I think that's really smart. But also I go in so hot because when I'm nervous, I will pre-plan a conversation. So say I'm in the Uber and then the Uber driver asks some really chaotic questions or like I get out of the Uber and I almost like like knock a person into Garden the brain, over. you know. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like there's something, like whatever mm. little story I have, I will like be like, I'm going to go in, I'm going to tell that story. And so I'm like, I honestly walk in, this is Mel on a first date, ready? It's like, it's like bang, clash, bang. And then it's like flopping down. I'm like, Oh my god, I'm so sorry I'm late. Oh, the craziest thing just happened. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. blah. Into straight. Do you want a drink? Story. Oh my god, do you want a drink? Oh, do you want yeah. a drink? I'll get it. I'll get it. I'm so sorry. I'm oh my late. god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh yeah. my god. Oh my god. Yeah. It's a lot. It's. But then it's kind of like I think I got to that point where I was like, this is just what I'm like. So I'd mm. rather just be this way, and then they can just deal with it early and realize that I'm way too chaotic for them, than pretend to be anything else. But I do think that that initial persona is probably like peak mel because when i'm nervous i feel the space you know yeah and um yeah that can be but, a lot <laughs> but if you do have a lot of nervous energy again like doing going back to what we were saying on previous episodes about doing an activity can help expend mm. a bit of that because sometimes if you go for drinks or f- to grab a bite to eat it can feel like an interview like yes. It feels like you're being interviewed for the role of the perfect partner and Mm -hmm. that can make you really nervous. I don't know about you, but I get really nervous before job interviews. Everybody does. Yes, yes, You don't just go in there with that, what's that, Wolf of Wall Street? What was his name? Uh, You're not going in there with that, like, cocky, yeah, finance guy energy. You're going in there with, like, cute you energy. You're nervous. yeah. And then I think that's also comes down to where you pick. Like, don't go to the quiet bar or the quiet restaurant if you feel really nervous. Go somewhere that, like, there's quite a bit happening because I often find it takes a bit of the pressure off your conversation and, like, there's bustling happening around. Mm. Even if you go to the pub, just, like, play pool or, like, darts or something so that you've got something to do if you feel like you can't just launch straight into convos. Um, Yeah, and I also think, like... I quite like to do the meeting and then be the one to say, oh, I'll go get us a drink because then it kind of like means you I can, can step away. yourself. Yeah, and I can step away yeah. and I get like five seconds to just like recalibrate, buy the fucking drinks and then come back and then I've already kind of like prepped Brave. myself, you, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I think people would think that we are both very confident people but – I, we both mm. get quite nervous in very much person so. situations. We just have a different way of kind of projecting it. And I definitely like to like kind of have a little bit of a plan of what I'm going to say when I first get there. And I don't think it's a bad idea to like practice with a friend if you are really like 
uncomfortable with yeah. meeting new people. Like we do it for interviews. Yeah, I don't like know. We like we do those practice questions on LinkedIn with a friend. Like yeah, normal. And I don't think you should. Like it would. Be, I think it would feel very unnatural, and you wouldn't be you if the whole time you were like rattling off questions you'd pre-prepared but if it's just the first initial like like I think the a good one is always like oh like how was work today or like how's your week been because then it just yeah starts a bit of a convo it's almost like literally like interviewing a celebrity or something like they always tell us in like you gotta school. warm them up yeah you gotta warm someone yeah and don't ask closed questions and stuff no so open really questions broad. like I think that's a good one how's your week been because it gives them a chance to kind of be like like, you know, they might just be like, oh, good. You can be like, oh, um, like, and then you can be like, oh, what do you do for work? Or, you know, like you can get that kind of question going that starts a convo. Totally. And also just like go in with an icebreaker. Just I often would say like, man, I am, I've just been nervous this week. I don't know why. Like, and just say that. And yeah, they're, 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 like nine times out of 10, the person across from me has been like, man, I've been so nervous. Like, look how sweaty my hands are or whatever. Like, yes, you know, yes. break cool. the ice, like call out the feeling, give it a name. Don't let it be the elephant in the room. And You're like how nervous. flattering if someone said, oh, I've been nervous. I'd be fucking oh. flattered as shit. Well, so I'd be like, me wow. with the roses. Give me the nerves. Yeah. yeah. Then I'd be like, I'm a hot bitch. You've been scared to meet me. <laughs> I also wanted to make a point around when Mel was like, you know, hash it out with a friend, maybe run through mm. some questions. Do not tell too many people about the date. Mm. Choose a friend, your mum, your sister, your work wife, and discuss the date with them, sure, but don't talk about it at length with heaps of people because what does that do? It heightens your nerves. There's all mm. this hype around it. And then you're getting all this contradicting information and advice going into the date and it muddles you even more. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think at the end of the day, like if you can, like I often also think like these are all, I think these are all really good strategies, but then I also mm. think just pulling it back to this other person is probably nervous too. And I'm just going in to get to know them. And yeah. there's no other expectations. Like maybe we won't be suited, maybe we will, but that's not kind of like there's no there's no expectation on this. There's no goal. The goal is not to make them like me or for no. like me to get a second date out of them. Like go in purely with the intention of I'm just meeting a random person um, and we're having a few drinks and that is it. And then and- it takes a lot of the pressure off the situation. And also keep the date relatively short for that reason. I don't know about you, but if I went into a a circuit class and they said, you have to exercise until I say stop, I am going to put in like a weird amount of effort at weird times. But if someone says, you have to exercise for 45 minutes and then Mm. I know I can drain the tank, like I can give it my all and it's going to have an end, I'm going to approach it very differently. So say to yourself like when you in your mind have an exit strategy say oh I can meet you for a couple of drinks but I'm um I'm meeting my book club or I'm going for dinner with my sister like have an exit strategy so you know in your mind and the worst thing that can happen is it goes really good and then yes. you plan a second day like yep. don't have these open-ended day and I've gone way against this advice I will literally go on a date <laughs> the last three you. days like <laughs> I've had like dates drop me at the office <laughs> And I'm just like, this shirt seems fine to wear. And then my editor's like, Ash, 
mate, you're wearing like a Perspex heel and a Harley shirt. Like, come on. <laughs> What's happening here? <laughs> what is happening here? Um, yeah, so I, I would say how, if you are really nervous, have an end sort of have an end time in mind. Yeah, I think that's really good because I was going to say I would my advice was going to be mm. make it something that you could feasibly cancel if you are having a really good time like oh I really should go home because I've got a backlog of work that I probably need to do yeah which then you could push off if you wanted to and it's not weird like you can't say oh, I'm going to dinner with friends and then be like miraculously they cancelled let's keep yeah, they're, going they're all dead <laughs> Dinner's canceled. Do you want another tequila? Yeah. <laughs> Bye, um, friends. <laughs> but, like, you know, I actually think your way is smarter because, like you said, even if it's good, mm. it was great. Fucking amazing. You had a great hour and a half date. And next then date. everyone's feeling good. And then the next date, you're probably going to be less nervous. So maybe then you can keep it open-ended if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no one's going to question you if you have some other plans, if anything, it just makes you look cool and cool. <laughs> like, fuck. Not not like I'm going home to, you know, watch my dog eat a bone for an hour and a half or to go and watch the rest of Love Child, you know? <laughs> this is 100% Mel's reality right now. <laughs> Literally what I'm going to do after this. But, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I think um, I actually think that's a really smart way for anyone that's nervous is to – yeah, just make a time limit on it, but in a way that feels not like you're saying, I don't want to hang out with you. It's just like, oh, I'd love to. I just got to let you know at 8.30 I've kind of got to go. So why don't we yeah. meet at like six? And then you've given yourself some time. I think give it an hour and a half because I think an hour is a bit too short in my eyes. I think by the time you get there and you get a drink and stuff, it's kind of like not enough time to get into the groove of it but an hour and a half I think is good yeah an hour like I remember I was when I was binge dating I would like go and meet dudes in the park for a date but we'd both bring a sandwich and just quickly (laughs) sit in the park and eat like I literally could pass those guys in the street and I wouldn't know them if they tripped me over with a skipping rope but like (laughs) yeah it just it wasn't an engaging like meeting you really do need to dedicate a little bit of time to that person yeah, I think so. And I think then you, yeah, it gives it a chance to be a good date or not, you know. And then in the totally. same way, don't feel like you had a shit date if they have a plan for afterward and they have to go to it, even though that did no. happen once and it did mean that he didn't like me. But I didn't think that at mm. first because it's a really bad way to to get your mind into is to think that someone not spending four hours with you on a date means that it was a shit date like it doesn't no it's really and about just the quality like different strokes for different folks like mm. it's yeah it's not any reflection on you everyone goes into a date with their own big bag of tricks called baggage and yeah. <laughs> what we do with it what we will and you know I think is if you're nervous try not to do a uh, try not to plan a date say the night before you've got a big presentation at work or mm-hmm. before you're like meeting your dad's new like 24 year old wife you know just try and go in a little clear-headed so you're not bringing that big giant bag of stress and dumping it on the table and already in a tiz. yeah exactly so yeah I think I think to sum it up it's kind of like mm. overarching try and like take the pressure off it and stop yep. making it that it's about 
meeting this person and making them like you or giving a good impression or making some sort of decision or dissecting who they are to decide if they're right for you. Like take all that fucking pressure off. All you're doing is going to meet somebody that you might have a vibe with because you've probably matched on an app or met in real life and then going, you're like just testing the waters here, just hanging out. I'm just hanging out with someone that I don't know and getting to know them. That's all you're doing. And that is, you know, so much easier and less scary than going on a first date that might be the first of the rest of our lives. Like that shit is too much and that is what will freak you out. Um, Yeah, pair it back. If you're not super conversational, if if convo doesn't come super naturally to you, I think practicing with someone else is a good way to like just shake off those nerves a bit. Or even like, do you know what else is kind of like a good one is if you meet a friend first and have like one wine with your friend and just like chat to them and stuff. And then you go in and you're sort of, you've pre-chatted, like you've kind of like started chatting. Do not bring the friend to the date. No, do not bring like the friend to the date. Like my dear friend Libby who just would like, <laughs> by the time she got to the first date, there's like four people at the date. <laughs> do, do not take the friend. You have a wine with the friend and then yes. you f- bid the friend farewell. But I think that's so smart to just go, yeah. I guess, say you've organised one after work, make it at seven, meet your friend at six, have one wine so you're not yep. like trashed but you just like, you know, perfectly happy slightly buzzed and it's not even about the wine you could have a water and just chat like have a catch up and then you'll feel I think that like you'll feel a bit more open I guess to chatting and you've already kind of started well you've having a little warmed chat yourself time. up yeah. with someone who knows you and who you're comfortable with and it does help shake off those nerves yeah and then you know arrive second just give them a text being like i'm five minutes away what about you and then when they say they're like 10 minutes away go hide in an alleyway i still back that as an idea i'm sorry Uh, (laughs) and i think importantly like safety first if you are nervous don't skull 11 shardies no that's that's about you first and also just like a you're general still, life advice you're first. still meeting as you're still meeting a stranger so make sure that you don't cover up those nerves with uh, alcohol or any other mind-altering substances because we want you guys to be really safe dating and have your wits about you and plus you can't tell if you like someone once you saw us like also you you're probably gonna be like sober. the worst person and then uh, totally. although I, I have ended up with boyfriends where i've gotten so wasted like i mean i've met them when wasted like i've been at a party or something mm. and then been an absolute menace trash bag 2000 and they're like i love you <laughs> but don't do that on a first date no and it also is like i think you will just I, I think when you're drunk and nervous you almost become this really like the worst version of yourself like Bad it's combo. not fun it's not fun spicy booze no. mel it's like annoying like neurotic mel that walks into that date you know yeah i think on, not- on all fronts it's not a good idea yeah it's not it but hey we hope you guys have sort of got some gems of wisdom out of this episode if you are nervous you can message us. You can yeah. hit us up in the DMs on Instagram, jeans and an ice top underscore pod. You can climb into the group. A lot of people put their uh, outfits in there. They tell yes. us when they're going on dates. Jeans and an ice top podcast on Facebook. Yep. And you can email us jeans and an ice top dot podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Uh, you can't text us because no. our numbers are still private, but we might release those to you guys 
one time. One day. Maybe we'll do, Imagine. Maybe when we do a Patreon. Yeah. Patreon. <laughs> Patreon our, subscribers get our phone number. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You can get our phone number to call us at all hours for dating emergencies. <laughs> On the Dateline. On the Dateline. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.